I'm David Berlin. Today is April 12th. This is the Blockchain Journal podcast. I'm coming to you from New York City, where right now, NFT New York City, one of the biggest NFT conferences, is taking place. And saying with me is Karen Juve. She is the founder of Doors 3. Doors 3 is a company that helps big enterprises, big brands, execute their NFT strategies. Karen, thank you very much for joining me on the Blockchain Journal podcast. Thank you, and nice to meet you here. Yeah, it's very nice to meet you too. Uh, you, now, have you come here from France? Yes, we've, we've been here from France, and uh, we are really happy to see a lot of people in New York City, mm-hmm. and uh, all the community of Web3, it's really interesting for us. And so is the interest in NFTs and blockchain as vibrant in France as it is here in the US? Yes, it is also, and we have also big events like NFT Paris, for example, or Blockchain uh, Week uh, Summit uh, just a few weeks ago. But here it's the United States, so you know it's uh, pretty much cool, and we are really happy to be there. Yeah, there's a lot of cool factor going on around the building here. Maybe I'm not so cool, I'm a little overdressed, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So Doors 3 helps big brands, enterprises, move forward with their NFT strategy. I'm assuming that some of these companies come to you and don't even know anything and you have to take them from ground zero to whatever it is their strategy is. Why don't you talk me through the process that you go through when you meet up with a brand like that? Yeah, sure. So Doors Free is, um, in France, the first independent consulting company and we work all around the world with major brands and corporate and, yes, executive directors to help them going through the web free ecosystem. So we work with them from the strategic vision to the deployment of their projects, who can be NFT projects, crypto, blockchain projects, but also metaverse and gaming experience. And yes, sometimes the first thing is that these brands want to go through the web free, but don't know anything about the web free, don't know the codes, don't know how to go in this ecosystem. So our goal is really to help them first understand this new ecosystem, understand the technological and cultural uh, gap uh, between Web 2 and Web 3, and all the, the key strategic and the potential of Web 3 for their brand. So it's our goal and uh, our DNA to help them understand and then build a strong strategy uh, on one, two or three years with a long-term vision and sustainable, and then can deploy uh, with a proof of concept and then deploy at scale. Does it take two or three years before we get to proof of concept? No, no, no. We just uh, bring long-term strategy, but we have to quick, uh, quickly uh, have proof of concept and MVP to prove and to test the audience because all brands are not on the same uh, things and have not the same uh, audience. So it's important to like experiment and test and learn uh, doing a first NFT drop, uh, having a first collab with the web free community, or having a first uh, a quick metaverse experience, for example. So, what are the biggest use cases you're seeing so far when you're dealing with your clients? Because yeah. um, there's so many, you, you actually mentioned that you go beyond NFTs, you even go into the area of cryptocurrency and stuff like that. So, that's a broad range. Primarily, though, where, where are you seeing the most interest? Yes. Uh, First, I I want to say that uh, we are in a good way today because a lot of brands have understood that Web3 is not just a one-shot and it's a long-term vision. So if yesterday we saw a lot of uh, NFT drops about 
nothing. Today, they really want to make Web3 an enabler and an accelerator for their strategic vision. So, we the, the point is, we've seen the headlines and enterprises are starting to get that Web3 NFTs are not just about bored apes and JPEGs. It's about other means of stakeholder engagement, customer engagement, employee engagement. Yes, and most of all, it's not just for make money, but it's to build a real uh, ownership experience and true uh, internet of value. Uh, it's really the, the next wave for uh, corporate brands to go through the uh, digital transformation. And, and ownership experience, when you say ownership, ownership of what? Ownership for brands and ownership for customers. We, we are reinventing the way that we consume data so in the CRM strategy, for example, with the loyalty 3.0 strategy like Nike or Starbucks, we are reinventing the way that customers and brands are doing together something. And what we see, uh, to, to, um, for your question, what we see today about major use cases are first, yes, membership and loyalty 3.0, how to uh, uh, make the CRM better to, to tomorrow, um, second, we see the digital twin. Digital twin and digital are really a good way for traditional brands to enter the Web3 ecosystem. For, for the people who are watching this and don't know what a digital twin is yeah. or digital, you probably have this conversation all the time yes. with the companies <laughs> that you visit, like, what's that? Full stop. What, what, what's a, what's digital? What's a digital twin? Yeah. And is there a difference between the two? Oh, digital is just the way to have digital and digital experience at the same time. And so digital twin is like a digital asset that represents a physical objects. For example, your, uh, your suit could be also wearable in the metaverse and could be a digital twin. But we can also have digital twin in industrial sector, for example, automotive. We work and we accompany uh, major uh, automotive brands like Renault Group. Oh, so and you're working with Renault? Yes, and uh, digital twin in the industrial sector is really interesting because it's about web-free, but not at all. It's also about IoT and AI. And this is our conviction also that web-free is um, a way to, to have a lot of uh, technologies and maturity technologies. Going back to what you're saying about how you engage with customers, what the customer owns, what the company owns. I've heard multiple times at this event already that NFTs are the new cookie, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, it's the new way to kind of stay connected to your audience. That's what cookies traditionally were used for is, you know, maintaining a session or something like that in a, in, on a website. There's also, especially in Europe, I'm sure you're familiar with the, the privacy laws, yes. which are far more aggressive in Europe than they are in the U.S. Mm -hmm. currently. That could change. The U.S. may catch up. Who knows? Uh, is there any threat of the regulators in Europe taking a closer look at this technology and also kind of, you know, putting the kibosh on, on, on any innovation there? Mm. Yes, we, we have a lot of discussion around the regulators and the legal. And actually in France and in Europe, we are professional to, to make law and um, not allow innovation to, to better develop. But You're professionals at making laws that stifle innovation. Yes. But it's also a good way to regulate this uh, ecosystem because we have to. It's a new ecosystem also with not so much rules. 
So um, our vision is that um, legal have to be an enabler also to the Web3 ecosystem. And we, we can also see that um, in a positive way, we can make some IP strategy, for example. Uh, Board Ape, for example, or Azuki uh, are showing that. And I think for one point, it's interesting to have a, a legal uh, and a regulatory um, uh, rules around the Web3 ecosystem and not to be uh, far west, but also in another point to take part of these legal uh, rules um, and to take advantage for brands around, for example, IP, but not, uh, not only this, uh, this point. And wh what's really interesting that you say the NFT is like a cookie. Is it? Is it, is it a, the new cookie? Oh, I think yes or no, but I think what is interesting, yes, is how NFT are a new tool and a new enabler for customer and for, and for brands. Because how so? Like, how does, an N compared to a cookie, which was something that, if you went to a website, that website would deliver a cookie into your browser and it would sit there and Lord knows what it would do, but you had no control over it as a user on, other than removing it. You could do that, but there was no like ownership of it. It wasn't like an interactive piece of technology. So how, how do NFTs take the place of the cookie and what capability does it provide to both the, 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 uh, the business and the consumer? The main difference is that when you have an NFT, you have the ownership. And this is the main difference. You, you being the, the consumer side. The yes, the consumer and first the brand that, uh, that leaves the NFT. But for the consumer, it's really interesting because in Web2, in web we, we didn't have that. Mm -hmm. We just sell our data. And what information, when a brand delivers an NFT to one of its customers, what information gets exchanged over the long run across an NFT. As long as the customer is holding an NFT, I'm assuming the implication is there's a, rela a technological relationship of like an in what they say is an intimate relationship. Yes. So w what information can the brand get and what control does the consumer have? Mm -hmm. what, what is interesting for the brand point of view is that uh, they can have a lot of information about community, about uh, uh, preferences of the consumer. Uh, and uh, also uh, can co-create with the consumer. That is really the main difference between uh, what we can do to, uh, today in yeah. the Web2 ecosystem. And for the consumer, it depends on the NFT because some NFT are really ownership and other NFT are not really because it's so much Web2.5 and not really Web3 because we are also in a long way in this transformation. But for the consumer, it's also interesting to co-create with the brand to give their opinion and um, yes, to try to be actor and not just um, consumer. You mentioned Renault as being one of the brands that you work with. Are there some other brands you can tell us about? Yes, we work also in the luxury sector. So we help, uh, for example, L'Oréal Group and Yves Saint Laurent Beauty. Uh, they launched Those are big names, L'Oréal and Yves Saint Laurent. Okay. They launched a few uh, NFT drop, uh, and it's also all about community and loyalty program. In other sector like financial services, we work with AXA, which is the major uh, insurance group in France and all around the world. We work with them about um, uh, on a metaverse experience. Uh, in a cool way, we work with Royal Canin, uh, which is a pet care, uh, pet care renowned uh, in France and also uh, all around the world. Did you get an F NFT for your pet? <laughs> I, I can't tell you what we are doing, but it's a metaverse experience also. 
and uh, we help the famous Ballon d'Or. I'm sure you know the Ballon d'Or uh, in the soccer uh, mm -hmm. in the soccer world. We help them going through the Web3 ecosystem, and we did the first uh, world uh, during a ceremony because we give a digital twin NFT for all the laureates that have the trophy. So it was uh, really cool. And yes, we work with a lot of sports brands, entertainment, serv uh, financial services, automotive brand, and also uh, like um, industrial uh, actor. Wow, I see you're very busy. Well, uh, congratulations on all of that success. Hope you have a great rest of the event. And uh, Karen Juve, founder of uh, Doors3, thank you very much for joining us on the Blockchain Journal podcast. Thank you, and see you soon in France or in United States. For sure. <laughs>